Y'all thought I was done? No, I'm never done. Ain't never going to stop. Ain't never going to stop screaming my football pains into a microphone in my living room. Is this even a football podcast if I don't put power rankings about based on my opinions? The Jaguars signed a free agent quarterback who the media loves to talk about and the fans are divided about. He also kneels for what he believes in. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to stay with the Packers. Boring. And the NFL thinks we care that much about the schedule release. Episode 3. Let's go! Welcome to the Spread It Out podcast. Yes, we changed names. We're the Spread It Out podcast now. I'm your host, Dominic Houghton. Now... Um, sorry, this is late. I know you guys are all excited and clamoring and waiting for me to get, for me to drop my hot football opinions, but I got busy because I have shit to do. <laughs> shit to do. Um, I will try to get this out on Tuesdays from now on. This is a slip up. There will be an episode coming out this Tuesday, but yeah, for the time being, Tuesday is when the uh, podcast will come out. I'm sorry. I'm trying my fucking best. Okay. All right, now let's talk about what happened in the NFL this week. Um, first, let's take a moment. Let us pray. Lord, in our darker times, with all the salary cap deaths and turmoil in Green Bay, when dark Lord Brady reigns over the land, you send our Lord and Savior, Tim Tebow, to restore the balance to the league. This started out as a prayer, and now it turned into a more of a Star Wars bit, and I'm totally okay with that. Tim Tebow is back, motherfuckers. That's the first burp for anybody keeping track. Tim Tebow is back. The Jaguars signed a 34-year-old tight end. They're not like there's other tight ends in the league and in free agency who would have loved that opportunity. They signed Tim fucking Tebow. <laughs> Granted, he is butt buddies with Urban Meyer, which, I mean, don't tell him he's butt buddies because he does not believe in butt buddies. They, I really don't know what they're doing. I don't know if this is like a publicity stunt. I don't know what's going on. You know, like, I hear people saying like, oh, why don't they sign Tim Tebow and sign Colin Kaepernick? Colin Kaepernick is a better player than Tim Tebow is. And I think Colin Kaepernick is probably a better baseball player than Tim Tebow is. But, okay, so with Colin Kaepernick, the NFL should have signed him years ago and they would not be in the situation they're in now with all this other stuff going on. And them getting called out by the world for not signing Colin Kaepernick, when he's obviously a really talented quarterback that should be in this league. They signed fucking Tim Tebow to a contract who hasn't played in like 10 years. And he sucked at when he played. You know, Tim Tebow was like, no, I don't want to transfer. I don't want to be a tight end when he went into the league, even though he knew he was going to suck as a quarterback. You know, he thought he was competitive. He had one good year where he kind of just got, kind of got lucky by the grace of God, quotation marks. Like... No beer today, guys. This is ice. This is an iced coffee filled podcast because we're going a little bit of weed, but mostly iced coffee. Um, yeah, like, I really don't know what this signing is. I, I don't know what to make of this. The NFL is not going to shut the fuck up about it because that's how the world works. He's one of those guys that are just going to attract media attention no matter where he goes. My dog is being annoying. Give me one sec. Go, 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 motherfucker. Where were we? Oh, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, next. So the Raiders are opening a nightclub in the end zone. The Raiders. Hold on. I just fucking dropped my microphone. Pause. And we're back. So uh, the Raiders are opening a fucking nightclub behind the end zone of Legion Stadium. So now losers at the club can add being a Raiders fans to the reason why they're losers, to their list of reasons why they're losers at the club. 
Um, I really, this is baffling. Like, the Raiders gave up. Okay, the Raiders moved out of Vegas, out of Oakland, and I get that. But, like, they're opening a nightclub in the fucking end zone. This is kind of hilarious because it's going to be chaos. Is the DJ going to be just loud enough for the, for the, for the, fuck. For, is the DJ going to be just loud enough for the fans in the club to hear? Or will the stadium be able to hear it? Will it be the same music playing in the stadium as it is playing in the club? Will it be an unfair advantage for teams because their stadium, the DJ will be really loud toward that corner of the end zone? Will, or is it going to be a disadvantage? Will Derek Carr have to scream over, I got a feeling, in order to <laughs> make calls in his own fucking stadium? And I just, I, dude, I just fucking realized they got rid of the black hole for this shit. The Raiders moved one of the, or got moved away from one of the most intimidating environments for fans to go to. Trust me, nobody, it's a, you knew if you're an opposing Raiders fan, you do not, or if you're an opposing fan of the Raiders, you do not go to a fucking game in Oakland. You'll get fucking jumped. It's worse than fucking being a Giants fan in Dodger Stadium. There, I fucking said it. They fucking, and the worst part, what makes me baffled, like the black hole was on the end zone. Like teams going in, like if the Chargers are driving and they're going into the black hole, that's intimidating, dude. You see all those crazy fucking fresh out motherfuckers screaming with spikes on their fucking shoulder pads. Jesus Christ. Like, and they got rid of it for a fucking club. That just shows the commercialization of the NFL. Shows one of the problems what's wrong with the fucking NFL. Oh my God. Oh, that's funny. That's just, that's hilarious, honestly. So, um, yeah, they did that. What else we got? Oh, yeah, the NFL is making a prime, made a primetime big hullabaloo about their fucking schedule release party when no one gives a shit. I mean, they fucking literally wasted probably hundreds of thousands of dollars on the production value for this fucking thing. Adam Sheffer gets a fuck ton of money for being on camera, and they fucking, they could have really easily just saved every team who just posted a picture of their fucking schedule on Instagram. People on the NFL Reddit would have fucking put it all together into one fucking cool infographic. It would have been done. There. There you go, NFL. Done. Hire me. Uh, the Some notes. Bucks have the easiest schedule because God and devil continue to spit in football fans' faces by giving Tom Brady the easiest path possible to winning and being the perfect man. Um, let's see. I didn't really. Let's see. Fast up. Let's go. NFL strength. I'm Googling it. Strength. I guess spell strength. Let's, let's learn how to spell strength together on the podcast. Strength. Now, I would have spelled it at all. I'm not going to tell you how I spelled it. Let's see. This is a quick, uh, this is a CBSports.com. They did a quick ranking of everybody of the strength of schedules. I'm not going to do that because I already ranked every other team earlier. So it says right here the Steelers have the hardest schedule out of the whole team, out of the whole league. And it says, this says the Eagles have the easiest schedule, but the I looked at other reports that the Buccaneers have the easiest schedule. But whatever, I'm going to say Buccaneers. So the Steelers have the hardest, Buccaneers have the easiest. There you go. Dominic's doing research. You're welcome. Um, reports out of Green Bay says that Aaron Rodgers is most likely going to stay. I know as of a few days ago, they were restructuring his contract, which is, I know, boring. Like, fucking trade him. Make the NFL exciting again. Make NFL exciting again. Yeah, he's probably going to stay. I mean, it's... It's insane to think that he was even on the trading block to begin with. Or I don't think he ever was, but, like, this whole thing is just nuts, dude. I honestly have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, I would like to see him get traded just because for shits and giggles, but I understand the odds of him getting traded and kind of the Packers blowing it all up is kind of slim to none. 
All right, so this week we are going to do the power rankings for every NFL team. Your team sucks. I'm going to tell you why. All right, first we have the Bucks. The Bucks are number one. I'm going – oh, let me preface this. <laughs> I'm going from best to worst because nobody wants to stick around for the worst teams. They want to find out – or nobody wants to stick, find out who's the best because positivity doesn't get rewarded in this world. Duh. It's all about negativity. So we're going – Best to worst. So if you want to find out how bad your team sucks, keep listening. This podcast is not brought to you by Coors Light this week. It's brought to you by uh, Cold Brew with Oat Milk. Cold Brew with Oat Milk is proud fuel of this podcast. They're not proud of me at all. Um, okay, so number one is the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are obviously number one. They're returning every starter. For an, and they have another year of Bruce Arians and Tom Brady meshing and getting along well. They will probably repeat because there is no God or joy in life as Tom Brady made a deal with the devil to be the best QB forever and now his curse is he has to play until he dies. Number two, the Ch- Chiefs. You lose the Super Bowl, you get number two. Sorry, guys. Consolation prize. The, they cut two of the offensive linemen from their Super Bowl runs past this year and last year. They lost – they didn't have that – they're having that doctor guy um, – I know his name. Something Tardif. I don't know. Tardif. Um, he's coming back this year. They also reloaded on the O-line through the draft and through the Orlando Brown trade. Their, uh, I mean, their Super Bowl window is kind of getting close. If they can re-sign everybody, then they are. But I think the Chiefs are still second. The Chiefs are still the AFC favorite. There's a lot of good teams in the AFC, though, as we will soon talk about. Like number three. Number three is the Buffalo Bills. Congratulations, Bill Ma- Ma- Bills Mafia. You are officially America, the team America is rooting for. You're not America's team, which is the fucking Cowboys. You're the team everybody wants to root for. Buffalo, I'm really rooting for you to be good. I genuinely like your team, and I like your fan base, too, because your fan base seems so nice. Buffalo, you guys seem nice. Call it your boy. Uh, the AFC Championship game a few years ago was close, and they added pieces to the D-line, and they're going to be a really good Super Bowl contender this year, guys. They're really hard. They should be favorites to win a division. And, yeah, you know, I think – I don't think they have any big pieces lost, but they have another year of Stephon Diggs and, and Josh Allen, who seem to really like each other. They also have Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley is one of the most underrated slots in the league. Now that Julian Allen has gone, he can be the best white slot receiver in the league. Congratulations, Cole. Good job, buddy. Number four is the Browns. The Browns are four They were because they were fourth in inches play from beating the Chiefs, even though Patrick Mahomes was out, out of that game. The game was so crazy. They could have won that game before the injury because of the whole fumble through the end zone, which is one of the dumbest rules in sports. Uh, they stacked up on defense uh, through the draft uh, with picks, in, um, that guy from Northwest, the corner from Northwestern, and J.O.K. I don't know the names on top of it. I don't have it written down. <laughs> Uh, what am I doing with my life? So the Browns, they also signed Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I'm fine. Everything's fine. They signed Jadavian Clowney. Uh, they helped restack the defense. The Browns should have the best, probably have one of the best defenses in the league. I will go through later on in the offseason and rank every defense and rank every offense based on my own selfish biasedness. But yeah, the Packers. The Packers are number five because I don't know if Aaron Rodgers will play if 
will play this year. They would be, honestly, I would have them third, but the fact that the Aaron Rodgers debacle is such driving the NFL news headlines, trust me, I'd fucking pry for these fucking headlines this week, but he's driving the NFL stories right now. Everything is talking about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. And I think it's justified. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer no matter what. He could retire today and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. They should have been in the Super Bowl. They would have been in the Super Bowl last year. They were my pick to go to the Super Bowl this year. They're kind of, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, they're kind of my pick to go this year. I was very heavy on them last year. I'll be very unheavy this year because Aaron Rodgers is a talented motherfucker. Um, if, but if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, they will probably win five games. They added to the defense in the draft to spite Aaron Rodgers, but I think without Aaron Rodgers, you're looking like a five-win team. No, like he's just that fucking good. I mean, they lost Corey Lindsey in free agency, so that might affect them a little bit. But I'm not too worried about it. I think because Aaron Rodgers is just that fucking talented. The Ravens drafted wide receiver in the first round to help. Oh, the Ravens are number six. Uh, they drafted wide receiver in the first round to help Lamar, and they got uh, Andrew Villanueva. If they can make some major waves this year, that is going to be. If they can't make major waves this year, Jesus Christ. I I shouldn't have smoked before the podcast. I should have just I like drinking before the podcast. I think smoking before the podcast just gets me too like rambly, which is fine, like I'm doing right now. Um, they, they got <laughs> the Ravens signed Andrew Villanueva. Um, and they, if they can't make major moves this year, there's going to be some questions about John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. John is definitely on the hot seat this year, and I think if they're having success, they ha- they have one of the best teams in the NFL. But they got to prove it now. Come on. Guys, you guys could be really good. And number seven is the Washington football team. They have one of the best defenses in the league and improved at the most important position of football. But granted, they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that's not saying a whole lot. Still, they are really good. They almost beat Tom Brady, but they didn't. And they were because they had to throw out a like a eight, eight, I, don't, I think was he in the Lions? No, he was in the X. Throw out an XFL quarterback out against fucking Tom Brady. Um, also, news broke while I was writing this days ago. They signed uh, Charles Leno to left tackle from the Bears to a one-year deal to help shore up the O-line. So that's nice. So, yeah, the, the Washington football team is going to be really good. Hopefully they get a name soon. I mean, I kind of like the Washington football team for the memes. But, come on, get a name. Be a team. Jesus. Uh, number eight is the Seahawks. The Seahawks had a bad draft because they had no picks. They had a bad, you got a bad draft, you had no picks. Come on, guys. And they haven't done shit all offseason. They did make the playoffs last year, so eight. Number nine, the Rams. The Rams made the first big move of the offseason. They picked up Matthew Stafford, which is upgrading at the QB for a playoff team. They also have Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup, so they'll be fun to watch. Uh, Sean McVay is kind of getting his seat's getting a little warm there, buddy. But come on, dude. You'll be fine. I think the Rams will be great. I think Stafford should be an MVP sleeper this year. Number nine. Uh, number ten is the Tennessee Titans because they're the only ten I see. Uh, um, they were a playoff team. They have some pieces on offense. So ten, yeah, I don't know. Number eleven. Number eleven is the Cardinals. I love the Cardinals this year. I think year three will be huge for Kyler and Cliff. The Kyler-Cliff connection, or the Triple K as I like to call them, they signed A.J. Green. They, and if Kyler Murray didn't get hurt, they would have beat the Rams in the playoffs, and they would be higher. But you got to make the playoffs to be in the top ten. Sorry, guys. 
Indy is number 12. Uh, if Carson Wentz can go back to his MVP form, for the Colts will be dangerous. They made the playoffs with Phillip Rivers, who was more busy daydreaming about coaching high school football rather than focused on whether or not that was a receiver or a corner he just threw the ball to. They have a really strong defense, and especially after that quitty pay pick in the draft, they're going to be really scary this year. Let's see if I can get this podcast in under like 30 minutes. <laughs> Speedcast. That's not where I do speed on the podcast. That's later. Uh, number 13, the Bears. The Bears, the only reason they are this high is because they drafted Justin Fields, who was the second-best QB in the draft based on my little to research. And, yes, they were the first team not to have the reigning MVP get released um, by the team, but they were a playoff team last year. They upgraded that QB's position with, with someone who will probably have a big chip on their shoulder. I'm excited for this kid, man. He's going to be so good. So, yeah. Bears, 13. Number 14, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are well-coached right now. I love Brian Flores as a head coach. Uh, he's the, probably the best coach to come out of Belichick, uh, right out of the Belichick tree. Um, Tua has the keys to the car and should be exciting. And with the Wolf Fuller signing and the draft of possibly the best wide receiver in the draft tree in Waddle, they're going to be scary. I think they're easily a one of the lock. I think they're a lock for the, between them and the next team on this list. They're a lock for a playoff spot. I don't know where, though. I don't know where. It'll be interesting. Number 15, the Chargers. Am I biased? Yes. Do I give a fuck? No. At me. At Dom's Not Funny or at Spread It Out Pod. If you disagree with me, um, Chargers had one of the best drafts. They drafted Rayshon Slater out of Northwestern. Corey Lindsey from the Packers they picked up. They picked up Matt Filer from the Steelers. They had one of the best players not to be in the first round in the Santi Samuel Jr. out of Florida State. Pairing him up with Derwin James is going to be scary. They got a new head coach in Brandon Staley, who I think is good. <laughs> and if Derwin James can stay healthy, he's the best safety in the league. Hopefully, the football gods cannot punish the players on the field for the crimes of the deans of Dean Spanos, who might have to fucking sell the team because his sister is. I don't know. I fucking hope he sells the team. Fuck you, Spanos. Sixteen Saints. The Saints downgraded at QB hard. They went from the first ballot Hall of Famer Drew Brees to a. To a rapist. The Saints were a playoff team last year, but unfortunately, downgrading at QB, I think their Super Bowl window has shut. Like, like, I think like Cameron Jordan's getting up there in age, and uh, like Michael, like Slant Boy Michael Thomas is getting up there in age, and Alvin Kamara is like uh, running backs don't have that many years on him. They have like ten years tops, and he's at least at year four, I think. Oh, I almost choked on ice. The Steelers, number 17. They also downgraded at QB. That's because Big Ben came back. I mean, it makes I mean, it makes sense to bring him back in terms of the team's current situation financially. They're not the type of team that's going to go 3-13 and 13 where they can get a top guy. They're an 8-8 eight eight team tops considering Mike Thomas never had a losing season. I'm just goofing. They are the slow, but because, though, no one is going to block for that poor old man they have out there. They took Najee Harris in the first round, which... They shouldn't have done. There wasn't there even the biggest need, and that's why the according to my rankings, they're the worst playoff team from last year. Number eighteen, the 49ers. The 49ers won the Super Bowl two years ago, but unlike New Orleans, who have just shut the Super Bowl window, I think the Niners just kicked it back open by drafting Trey Lance. I love Trey Lance. I had him as my number three quarterback out of the draft. Um, <clears throat> the only reason they're the slow because they got to stay healthy, which they could not last year. Uh, I love the Trey Lance pick. They re-signed Trent Williams, who will protect Trey Lance. God, I'm excited. I'm really excited about this team. 
and they should be a Super Bowl contender. Not this year. I think in two years' time they'll be a, a really good contender. Number 19, the Vikings. Kirk, Carvin, Kirk Cousins is the most average person ever, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. I think this is his last year. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen make for one of the best receiving tandems in football. They have Dalvin Cook, who's a top five back in the league. They could have the most dynamic offenses in football. If they did, they could have the most one of the most. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why do I write these? I should just go off the dome. Uh, maybe I'll do a free solve at one time and just have topics. They should have one of the most. Anyways, they should have one of the most dynamic offenses in the league. Too bad they have Mrs. Davy driving, Mrs. Daisy driving the car. I think their defense sucks. That's kind of it. Twenty. The Raiders. The Raiders have to fucking do something to help themselves. They reached out. They reached on Alex Leatherwood. This should be the last year of Derek Carr and John Gruden pairing. One of them has got to go because this isn't working. Also, they opened the fucking nightclub. <laughs> they opened the nightclub in their fucking stadium. That's where the chick play this close on Sundays at a fucking football stadium. Atlanta. You'll be later. Unless way later. All right, and back-to-back, my two least favorite teams in the NFL, the Cowboys. The Cowboys almost did the second stupidest thing in the league besides opening a nightclub. Instead of break, <laughs> uh, they made Dak Prescott one of the highest-paid QBs in the league after he fucking got hurt. They should have done it. They should have fucking – they should have paid him years ago. I mean, he's worth it in terms of talent. He's not worth it in terms of talent, but being the QB of the Dallas Cowboys is like being the face of the fucking league, even if – Someone's calling me. I don't know who this is. I don't want to take it live on the podcast. We're not that cool yet. Maybe next time. Um, if you're barely a top QB, like you're, he, even if you're barely a barely top QB, top 15 QB in this league, fuck my life. He's barely top QB 15 in this league if they're lucky. They play in the worst division of football, so that's good. And their defense sucks. They drafted Micah Parsons to help that defense, but they also lost Sean Lee, so they kind of just filled the gap in an already shitty defense. He filled a hole in a boat with a lot of holes. So hopefully Dak can throw for 400 yards a game. I mean, like that's the only reason why he got paid so much, because he put up crazy stats, but because he fucking had to, because the Cowboys' defense sucks. Number 22 is the Patriots. The Patriots made a bunch of moves during free agency. Period. Uh, they drafted Mac Jones to compete with Cam. And I think Cam wins the job for the year. But next year, I think Cam will be gone. Unless he returns to MVP form, which I really hope he does because I love me some Cam Newton. They're reloading an offense. They have a bunch of opt-outs coming back. I think the Pats could be a fringe playoff team, but I'm not expecting them to be crazy. Um, let's see. The Falcons, they drafted Kyle Pitts. And I think as a way of getting Matt Ryan one last shot, I almost fucking dropped the microphone again. I never forgot this mic stand, dude. Anybody? Anyways, whatever. Um, yeah, Matt Ryan has one last shot. I think giving him all the tools now, he has to just put it together. Granted, this is the first year of a head coach, and it's a new system. But at this point, he might be the problem. Sorry, Falcons fans. It's just he's had too much time in this league. He's had one of the best teams in the league for how many years now? And he hasn't done anything. Like, he's made one Super Bowl. And I think one NFC championship? Not good enough. Number 24, the Broncos are at 24 because the Broncos and Packers will probably switch spots if they trade for Aaron Rodgers. But for now, the Broncos pass in Justin Fields. They need help at quarterback. They could have gotten at least a solid quarterback in this draft, but they got Tate Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Don't worry, guys. They got Tate Bridgewater and Drew Locke. They kind of said we don't think that we can beat Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert this year by not going all in. I think their Super Bowl window is not even, wasn't even open, honestly. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, they're honestly like they 
they're the worst team in that division. Sorry, guys. I I hate the Raiders, and I'm saying the Broncos are a worse team than the Raiders right now just because the Broncos don't know who they're putting out there at quarterback. At least the Raiders know. They're, hey, we're going to put out Derek Carr. He's going to be average, but we're going to put him out. The Giants. Giants have Daniel Jones, and they did make a late-season push last year, and it might deserve to be higher, but I make the rules. Daniel Jones is a younger version of Kirk Cousins, and by that I mean average. He's got a lot of talent around him. He just has to fucking do something with it. Maybe they'll be good. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm <laughs> this is a very unresearched podcast. I'm sorry. If you want research, go somewhere else. I I know a lot, but I'm not going to research do that much research. I'm just mostly off just the top of my head. Number 26, the uh, Panthers. It's Sam Donald's world. We're all just living in it. It's the Sam Donald show in South Carolina. Uh, this year's going to be really interesting. They have who I think, who they got, who I think is the best corner in the draft with J.C. Horn. And they're year two of the Matt Rule uh, era. But I think with the trial period of Sam Donald, it's going to be really interesting. I think he can be good. I didn't think he was that good coming out of college. But I'm going to kind of for the guy now because I don't like Adam Gase. Now I'm going to scratch and get back in. Hold on. False alarm. He is not. Anyways, um, yeah, I think he could be good. I just, I just think they're in the wor- they're one of the best divisions in football, and they're the worst team in that division. The Bengals at twenty seven. The Bengals at twenty seven. They drafted Jamar Chase to reunite him with Joe Burrow, and they drafted someone to protect Joe Burrow's knee. Um, in that guy in the second round. What was his name? Oh my God! I should research this. Anyways, yeah, they drafted Jamar Chase, who's really he's a really good receiver, and they got new uniforms. Kudos. Uh, number 28 is the Jaguars. They got their breast, the breast, I think that's a breast prospect. They got the best prospect since Andrew Luck. But I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical because the Jags are historically one of the most poorly run franchises in the NFL. For years, they have, college coaches really have success when they translate to the NFL. And Andrew Luck himself was kind of a bust. So there, I do like the kid. I do wish him success. I just think he might have went into one of the worst situations coming out of the draft. I think, like, in terms of situations, it probably went. Mac Jones went to the best situation. Trey Lance went to the second best situation. No, Trey Lance went to the best. Mac Jones went to the second best. Justin Fields went to the third best. And then Trevor Lawrence went to the fourth best. And then Zach Wilson went to the worst because it's the fucking Jets, who are later on the list. Later. At the later, number 28. 29 is the Eagles. They made a smart move by keeping Jalen Hurts and not taking a QB at 6. I think that would have been the dumbest thing possible. Because, like, give the kid a chance. He's fucking started, like, six games, I think. Something like that. Um, they got a Trisman Trophy winner in Devontae Smith. And their coach loves playing rock and paper scissors. Eagles, 29. Number 30, uh, the Lions. They'll bite some kneecaps off all the way to the top of the draft board. They're bad. They're going to be really bad. I think they're going to be bad this year. They got Penny Sewell, so that's good. They have drafted a lot of O-line, which is kind of smart. Drafted and signed O-line. They're kind of smart in terms of the long game, but this year I think they're going to be bad. Jared Goff is average, but he's also throwing to nobody. I think I could play receiver for the Lions right now. That's right. I said it. Yeah. What's up, Lions? Sign me. I got nothing going on. So that was number 30. Number 31 is the Jets. The Jets could be really good. 
but you don't get the number two in the pick in the draft because you, you're one piece away from the putting it all together. Zach Wilson has such a small sample size in caught BYU. He's definitely the riskiest quarterback in the draft. I, yeah, you think he is. Pick him all the way up at two. But they do play in the NFC, and they do play in the NFC, AFC East, which should be really competitive this year. With the Pats, the Bills, and the Dolphins, and I like Robert Salah as a coach. I really do. I hope they're not awful. But it's Jets, so jury's still out, or to be determined, probably will be bad this year. Uh, number in the worst team in the NFL is the the Texans. The Texans are the new Jets. They have had moves where they're they have. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I fucking was trying to read my own writing. Uh, the Jets, the, 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 or the Texans are the new Jets. They pissed off the face of the franchise. Face of the franchise told the entire NFL community, I don't want to come back. And now, he, I mean, like, after all the drama, uh, he's, he's, they're tossing, he's settling out of court. He might be back in the NFL this year. They might, he might not. I mean, settling out of court is not the best look for him, but it's not the worst. It's, I think it's more to avoid all the crazy legal work that's in this country. But it pissed off the star of the team. Told the entire NFL he doesn't want to be in Houston. And now, it's kind of awkward. I just hit the microphone. Guys, I will get my shit together. I promise. But those are the power rankings. Really quick episode this week. Kind of putting it off to the last minute. Uh, last segment. Let's go ahead and hit our caller. All right, so let's see. Let's get those callers in line. Caller number one, you're on the air. Maybe next week. Maybe next week we'll get someone in the call. Maybe. So that's the podcast this week. Maybe I think I'm never going to do a podcast high again. But, yeah, that's it. Um, I haven't done this all. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I'm, so I write these notes for the podcast, and I kind of just read them for the podcast. It's kind of annoying sometimes because I kind of just read it, and I'm like, what the fuck was I saying? I'm like, oh, that's weird. I have own errors in my thing. You know, it's all done. But anyways, so um, I'm plug. I'm doing doing some plugs. If you guys, um, I really want to make this podcast successful. I want to have so much fun. This production value, I want it to be really good. It's not just because I really don't know what I'm doing, and I would like to be able to make it this the best podcast possible. And I would, if you guys know anybody who might like this podcast, please share it to them, show them, bug them about it. Be like, hey, did you listen to that podcast? And they're like, I don't have time. And they're like, you gotta fucking listen to that podcast or we're not friends anymore. So yeah, peer pressure your friends into being, into listening to my podcast. If, you, if you're not, not a true fan. Um, go ahead and follow the show on Twitter at Spread It Out Podcast. On Instagram, it's the at the Spread It Out Podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dom's Not Funny. Uh, the next sub episode will come out soon. I don't know. I'm really trying to get a schedule on this thing. Figure it out. I'm. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. All right. Have a good one. See you guys. Bye.